Well, good morning. Just uh, looking around here to see who's, who is here. Hey, my soul. It's good to see kids here. Well, this has been a long holiday season, has it not? It seems like it went on and on and on. And it's still not over. <laughs> but it soon will be. And uh, nice to finish the year with a, a good praise and worship like that. You know, I, uh, this has been a unique year. Um, let me make a couple of announcements for here first. This will be the only service for the rest of the year. <laughs> and this week. And then we'll pick up our normal routine next Sunday. You know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, and all that stuff. We do have the, uh, one uh, ministry group coming in here. We've already uh, set them up the week of uh, February the 10th, I believe that it is. Uh, and that would be the Castaños. And they're going to bring a lot of people this time. Uh, going to bring both their boys and both their boys as girls. One of them is a wife and the other is a fiancé. So there's going to be six of them here, and uh, that's a lot of people. So that ought to be interesting. And we'll have some more announcements concerning all that stuff here pretty soon. So that's the announcements, uh, and then today let's do what we're going to do. And Christy's leaving, uh, going back to Cambodia. That was sure a blessing this morning, by the way. Um, I wanted to talk to you real quick here, then we're going to do this. Um, Say what? (laughs) Uh, We have done this for years and years. Not every year, but a lot of the years. We we close out a year with with just testifying about things, about what God did for you uh, or did in your life this past year. And it's not a a preach service. It's just more of a thank God service, you know, or this is what's going on in me service. Because, you know, you should, in life, you should be able to have moments, you know, uh, where you can stop and look back and say, okay, from this point last year or this point 10 years ago, my life has done what? You know, lines of demarcation where you can point out the hand of God, where God was and all this, and then and give him the, the glory for the change in your life. And there should be glory. I mean, you shouldn't even be here unless your life is better than it was before you met God. And, I, you know, and how you measure that is kind of interesting in itself. It's not the same measure that you used to use when you were in the world. It's not based on money or, I mean, money about being involved, but it's not the reason for things. It's not the reason for the blessing. So uh, uh, there, I want to give you a few scriptures here. So if you got your Bibles, I want to go through a few scriptures on why we do this. Look with me, first of all, in, um, let's go to the end of the book, Revelation, um, I think it's 19. No, it's, yeah, 19. Revelation 19. As I woke up this morning, I was praying, and I've sort of been seeing this anyway. Um, and it, it came to me again this morning when I was praying. And uh, it's in verse um, 10. I fell at his feet to worship him. This is John uh, falling before the feet of an angel, I believe. But he said to me, 
See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. The witness, the testimony of Jesus. The Greek word is martus. We get our word martyr from that. And that's the extreme version of it. That uh, you would actually testify unto your own death. But martus is something that has something, something that in life has happened, and, and, and you were a part of that. In one way or another, either you watched it happen. You know, in court cases, you, you look for witnesses, the word martus. Uh, so people who saw it or were experienced in it, they were in the, in the experience of it. And, and that is a powerful thing with God. He looks for those who have seen him work in the life of someone. Even when Jesus left this earth, he told the disciples, you are my witnesses. You are my martyreos. All right? You are those who is through you that people will know about God. You're the one. So this guy talking to John says, I am your fellow servant. Who has the testimony of Jesus? Jesus himself had a witness. He testified as well as what happened to him in his life on this earth and throughout eternity. There is a testimony of God. God has a testimony. And he wants to deliver his testimony as well as yours into people. And he will give it into you. And this guy says, I have it and you have it. And then the next part was the part I woke up praying. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's an interesting scripture. I woke up praying this. God, would you pour out upon these people the spirit of prophecy? You know, and I think that there is moments where that actually does take place in, in, and it's like exaggerated in a sense. It's really there. More so than other times. And so the spirit of prophecy, what does that mean? Well, it is the ability to foretell things, correct? Prophecy is to foretell things in some sense or another, to edify other people. Prophecy will do that. Comfort, exhortation, and edification, I believe, is what prophecy will do. And foretelling of things. The spirit of prophecy, though, does one thing for sure. It has a a testimony in it. And the testimony is about him. And uh, how many times have we heard this lately? My life was this way, and it looked like curtains for me, but God. And all of a sudden, here comes the testimony. I was headed that way, and it was going down. But God did something and turned it, and I'm going this way. That's the testifying that we're called to do. And I think that as we move forward, we're going to see more and more and more of that spirit being poured out on us. We will bring our lives into focus for other people and say, but God. And it will be a prophetic work into their lives and change their future. It will be a foretelling of their future. You get that? 
Prophecy foretells future. It is going to foretell their future by looking at your past. So there's a powerful thing here. Now, it's important to you that you not only have a testimony about what God has done in your life, but that you don't lose it and that you share it. In fact, sharing it, I think, sometimes is the reason that you won't lose it. Look at Revelation 12. And it gives us one more reason why you actually have to have this thing, that operation in your life. There is, you know, in history, there is this struggle always between God and the devil. Sometimes I feel like we're the guys in the middle. You ever feel that way? Getting pulled in every direction? You know, like there's a war going on and you're in the middle of the warfare? Like World War I or something, trench warfare. You know, the, the idiots that are in the trenches. You're just getting blown up by all these forces that are bigger than you are. We have to have a part in that, and we will have a part. We always will. We always have had. And it will get more and more so as we get toward the end. When the devil is is around God's people, no matter how strong or weak, this is how you deal with him. Verse 11, they overcame him. Who? God's people overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. So what is the, what is the, uh, the importance of the testifying of a, of a martus? It is in that testimony. Not only in the fact that, of you know, the things in the past, but in the things of the now. The things you're dealing with now. You overcome the enemy of your soul who will fight against you in times like that. You overcome him by what you testify about. And by the blood of the Lamb. You need them both to overcome the devil. Jesus has already done his part. That blood's been shed. It's there for you. What is really waiting for this situation? You step up and testify. Now here's the interesting thing. Your testimony is normally about things that's already been done. Now how good is that to you on the things of right now? Have you ever noticed that the things of the past are good? But they seem to sort of hide from you when there's a right now situation. You know, you're not living in the past. You're living today. So how do you, how do you utilize what's in the past for what's right now? One more scripture here. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Now let's just stop for a second. I could put my name in there in verse 2. For by faith Larry obtained a good testimony. By faith Jimmy obtained a good testimony. The things that, my, my testimony was things that in those days it took faith. It took faith in those days. I obtained a good testimony. And it's still true today. Let's just keep reading here. Verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made but things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he 
obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. It was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken away, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is God, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now then, by faith, you obtain a good testimony. And by that testimony that I obtain, I take the blood of the Lamb, and I can apply it against the, the enemy in my soul, and I can overcome him. And you know what, folks? If you don't have those things going, you're going to be overcome by him. So, and here's, here's the, the news. I don't know if you want to call this good news or whatever news. You don't have a choice. The devil's going to attack you whether you like it or not. Have you noticed that? Here I am trying to mind my own business, and that guy shows up in my life to mess with my business. So what are you going to do? You're going to try to hide? Good luck on that one. You have to engage. You have to push back. And the way you push back against someone who could take you down in a second is by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And it's always going to require faith. Always. Always. So, a couple more scriptures here. Um, look over in Psalm. Uh, let's see. 93. That's a good scripture. That servant in Revelation said, I have the testimony of Jesus. There is a, he has his witness as well. And I have that. And I want to add mine to his. Look in Psalms 93. This is really a neat little psalm. It's only six, five verses. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established from of, from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. Look at verse 5. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. What is God's testimonies? Jesus had a testimony. Now we have in the Old Testament. God has a testimony. What is his testimony? Look at verse 1. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. That is his testimony. And when we let him come to us with his testimony and add faith to what the, the fact is that God's the one that's going to do all this work in me, then the Lord reigns in me. And when the devil is trying to do his thing, the Lord will reign. And what it, and one of the uh, results of that is verse 5. Holiness will adorn my house. God will literally separate me from the world and its effect and to his house, which is holy. So I get to be holy. You like that one? Holiness adorns your house because of his testimonies coming to me, and I say yes to those things. I want to let you reign in me. 
Psalms 119 has a bunch of these in there. And we're just going to read about three or four of them. Uh, about the testimonies of the Lord. Uh, that's, this is a great psalm. It's the longest book in the Bible. Uh, psalm 119. Just a few little verses to think about when you do your testimony. Verse 14. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. So there's your measuring rod. How much do you measure or the worth of God's testimonies? This guy says, more than all riches. In other words, one revelation of what God is and what God does is better than all the wealth of the world together. One. Just one. And there's other scriptures that back that kind of stuff up. A day in your courts is worth a thousand, or is better than a thousand. One day with God, a moment with the Lord, can change your whole life. But all the money in the world can't change what's inside you. You know, it can change a lot of things around you, but not what's inside you. But God can. That's verse 14. Look down in verse uh, 24. Your testimonies are my delight. The best thing going. They are my delight and my counselors. Verse 36. Make me walk in the path of your commandments or testimonies, for I delight in it. Verse 46. I will speak of your testimonies before kings. And I will not be ashamed. Isn't that interesting? Before kings. Turn with me to Matthew 10. Matthew 10. Verse 16. Jesus is speaking here, red letters. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. So, Jesus believes in Psalms 119. Your testimonies are going to take you into places that are that will people greater than you. And he said, I will give you a mouth that they can't gainsay nor resist. It just cuts through it. It's amazing, really. Have you ever heard yourself speak and you knew it wasn't you? It's the Holy Spirit moving through you. That's a wonderful thing. I'm amazed sometimes at some of the things that comes out of my mouth. That's why I don't remember most of them. If they're God, I'm going, I don't know where they're coming from. I bet you've had that experience. Like, where'd that come from? Sometimes you say things you didn't even know. I've quoted scriptures that I didn't know I knew. And I go find them later. They're in the Bible. Wow, where did it come from? So, I believe that, that what's ahead of us is that. I think that's ahead of us. More and more and more. As the days pass in the future, we're going to see stuff like that before kings. Because God is a, 
I think he's attacking the kingdoms of this world. And he's going to turn them into the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. So there's only one way that's going to take place. His kingdom has got to go on the offensive and take it back. Amen? you got to take it back. We blew it in the Garden of Eden, but Jesus came to take it back. You are his witnesses. Amen? So, 2018, what about that year? Uh, I personally think, and just looking out at y'all, I'm not talking about me so much as you guys. I have seen, I think, as much movement in the kingdom of God uh, for your behalf as I've seen in a long, long time. Really, I do. Uh, I see a lot of the younger generation, as Thomas does this. <laughs> God has moved. On behalf of, of people of that group. Like crazy. Now, is it over? I mean, do we have the jewel? No. How do we overcome it? By faith, we obtain a good testimony. And that testimony with the blood of the Lamb will overcome. Folks, walk out of here with one word today. Overcomers. Overcomers get all the goodies. You don't want to be on the other side of that equation. I'm telling you. Overcomers. Who pleases God? Without faith, you can't. And you won't overcome without faith. Always. Always.